Hello and welcome to Grumpy Gamers. You're here with me, Pete, and along with me this week I have Ben. Hello. And Eddie. Hello. Nice. Is it bad that I say the same thing every week and I almost forgot what I was saying? Though? Yeah, I know. You, you yeah. stumbled a bit it over did, that one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah <laughs> kind, of, kind of forgot what I was doing. It's been a long day at work. It's been a long day. Anyway, we're here now. We're here now. And we are, of course, going to be going through the news, the new releases, a packed what we've been playing section this week, which includes Pentiment, mm. which is me, uh, Warzone 2 and DMZ, which is both of you, mm-hmm. and the new Pokemon. Ooh. Absolutely. Yeah, which, nice. I mean, this is the first time in a while we're all playing relevant games, boys. Like, I know. Crazy <laughs> times. Who would, who would have thunk it? Uh, would I have would have thought it? it, because it's the first time there's a free new game, so that's why I'm, oh, yes. <laughs> I'm getting a new game. That's the only and there's time. a game on Game Pass for it, Pete, so yeah, yeah, yeah that exactly. makes sense. That's the only time Honestly, you'll know. And, and there's a paid game for me to get, so yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's money for Ben to throw around, and yeah. Uh, I mean, to be fair, there were multiple games on Game Pass for me this week. I'm, I'm actually sorry I haven't brought June along as well. Oh, but, yeah, oh, yeah, I saw that. It says game preview. Does that this just confused mean... me as well? It's early access. Ben told me. Oh, yes. yeah, because yeah. I, cause... I believe that's Xbox's uh, turn of phrase for early access. Right, because yeah. I played Medieval Dynasty and that had game preview bannered across it, and I couldn't oh, okay. tell any difference. So yes, uh, and the same yeah. was for Grounded when it was in early access. It was ah, called game preview. So I think it's okay. just Xbox's way of oh, saying that's early cool, access. Fair enough. Well, and because both of you have been playing a brand new shooter, we're also doing a feature this week on sort of a mix of what we think of modern day shooters and the different game modes that are in them, I suppose. Mm -hmm. So look forward to all of that, but we should probably kick off with the quick news, Ben. Absolutely. So the first one this week, uh, Team Ninja are reviving Ninja Gaiden and Dead or Alive. Mm -hmm. Uh, Don't know if you guys have ever played any of these. (laughs) I played Ninja Gaiden. Mm, um, back in the day, yeah. Yeah, and I, I enjoyed, I think it was Ninja Gaiden 3 I enjoyed quite a lot. I, th- I think I um, played them on the Xbox. Mm. Yeah, yeah that, that was many years ago. But yeah. uh, they are bringing them back to life. So for fans of those franchises, there you go. Mm. Uh, Star, uh, Star Citizen is free to play until the end of November. That's mm. also one. So if you've ever thought about getting into that one, I know it is a bit of a... It's a bit of a lifelong commitment, isn't it, getting into that game? <laughs> yeah. uh, but I, it is. I've probably split. done um, probably about thirty hours worth of research over that game over three <laughs> different occasions because I've, I've considered chucking big money at it. But every time, I've always gone like, oh, it just doesn't look good enough. I've done the same. Although yeah. for me, it's just I don't believe it's going to be what they claim. You know? Yeah. Well, that's what all the reviews say. They either say it, it's typical. People go big. On either side, so they either go, "This game is amazing; it's all you ever need," or they go, "This is an ex- this is a disgusting excuse for a game, and I want my money back." Um, yeah, but so apparently these free to plays come at least twice a year. Actually, I, I didn't know this because I don't; it, it's not on Steam, so I can't put it on a wish list. So I don't know when it's on mm-hmm. sale. But is it on its own launcher? I think so. Yes, it, it's still yeah, in right. like early beta. I mean, they say that, like but I think it's been. Something. Yeah, but I think it's yes, exactly. But but I think this one's been developed for like ten years or something. So yeah, it's, yeah. it's had a huge amount of cash thrown at it as well by Kickstarter, hasn't it? So yeah, my my, my um, last research, I remember looking and, and thinking, oh, I wish there was a base building, and they re- they are planning, and this is from the developers, they are planning base building, and when they do, yeah, I'm definitely going to get this game. 
Yeah, the thing the thing about it is I know it's such a commitment. It's one of those games where yeah. you go like, that would be awesome if I had infinite time. <laughs> <laughs> if I was retired. Yeah. Mm. Even then, but even then sure you don't have, have infinite enough. time. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Right. Um next one there's a class action lawsuit that's been brought against Nvidia for their new 4090 graphic graphics cards that are melting for some yes. people. Catching fire <laughs> yeah. as well. Yeah, Good so uh, that's that's happening. Um, <laughs> another free game for you. Uh, Star Wars Squadrons is free on Epic for this next week. Mm-hmm. Which is... Uh, I never actually played that. It was free on, like... Game Pass, was it? Yeah, I think it was on... Was it on the EA Play? Have I just made EA that up? EA Play, yeah. I think yeah. it was on like EA Play yeah. and through Game Pass you could get it. But even then, that it's, wasn't cheap enough for me. <laughs> no. Well, the thing that put me off, and it shouldn't put you off if you are interested in this game, is that it's... Um, it's very... This learning curve is very steep. Um, yeah. So, you know, I think actually that bodes well for a high skill level and a good game. So, um, yeah, it's free free to pick up. So not free for the week, but free to pick up for this week. So have it for all time. So that is that is pretty cool. Um, next one, Dead Island 2, unfortunately, has been delayed yet again, but this yeah. time to April 2023. So will still be coming, and it will still be coming soon. It's just April 2023. Um, Discord is now available on to anyone on Xbox, so you can link your Xbox and Discord accounts, and then just open a channel on your Xbox, and and it's done. So it was in kind of like a early access thing for people registered for on the on the testing program or whatever, but uh, now it's available for everyone. So we could potentially Eddie not use Skype anymore. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be cool. Because Skype is an Skype. absolute fucking nightmare. So it's a fucking ball ache. That's <laughs> what it is. It's, it's it's so shit on the Xbox. Like I got a new Xbox and then tried to use my new Skype, and Oof. every single time that we I open Skype, it thinks I've never had a conversation with you or anybody else <laughs> on it, and so it I can never start a call. And when I try and start a call with multiple people, it doesn't let me anymore. So Oof. I have to wait for someone else to call me. So basically, I have to just put up the bat signal and give you like a dummy call when you're on call with other people oh, so that nice. you then invite yeah. me in. It's just fucking bullshit. Anyway, that's the Skype rant. Over with for the week. Um, and then there was a lot of uh, Game Freak chat this week. Now, we will be going over Pokemon in what we've been playing. And I don't want to spoil that. So we're going to leave it for there. But yeah, Game Freak was hot in the news this week. Um, Everywhere. So uh, we'll save that one. So look forward to it. Um, But uh, yeah, let's move on to the main news. Yes, indeed. And the first one of the main news is, I don't even really know how to to headline this. It's all about the composer for Doom Eternal Mm. and some severe controversy. So this, I mean, this technically started in like April 2020, guys, because... His name's Mick Gordon, and he distanced himself from the soundtrack of Doom Eternal after it received criticism from fans for its quality, um, and led to some speculation about the idea that there was a division going on. Well, Mm. then last week we had Mick Gordon come out on, I think it was through Medium, to share a lengthy statement rebutting claims made by Bethesda staff and all sorts of stuff like this. And now we've had a reply from Bethesda. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so basically they've turned around and said that his lengthy account of mistreatment while working with ID software on the soundtrack was one-sided and unjust and a distortion of the truth. Um, <laughs> they then carried on, and I'm actually just going to quote this outright. So we had, 
my god, where do I start? Let's just go from here. Both mischaracterized and misrepresented the Teamer ID software. The development of Doom Eternal, Mar- Marty Stratton and Chad Mossholder with a one-sided and unjust account of an irreparable professional relationship. We're aware of all the details and history in this matter and unequivocally support Marty, Chad and the Teamer ID software. The same continued. We reject the distortion of the truth and selective presentation of incomplete facts. We stand ready with full and complete documented evidence to disclose in an appropriate venue as needed. Mm. So they then added some claims that there was harassment and threats of violence to members of the ID software team. It's id um, software, by the way. It's id. id. Okay, fine. It looks... Why is it id, not id? It just is. Right, I don't fine. make the rules. I just okay. enforce them. <laughs> Fair enough. Right. <laughs> id software then. Fine. Um, yeah, it's it's a bit of an odd one because did you see the stuff from Mick Gordon? Yes, I, yeah. I saw the stuff. Uh, mm. He's basically he, it's it's like written evidence and all sorts, isn't it? Or written statements yeah, at least. Exa- exactly. Um, he's got he's got a lot got a lot bringing a lot to the table, and mm. everything he's kind of said where he's like, "Look, I've been mistreated." Mm. He seems to have evidence for, and now this re- rebuttal is kind of like we're taking it to court. That's what it sounds like. I mean, all of this is they're taking it to court. Like, yeah, that is what Bethesda mean when they say an appropriate venue. Um, mm. ah, it wasn't really an, a well-advised statement to do this, to respond at all if you're going to court. But then it wasn't really wise from him to put it all out last week if you're going to court. So I don't really get what anyone's trying to win in this. Uh, it's supposedly he wasn't paid for 11 months. Yeah, that... Um, and and so supposedly he his account is that he wanted to produce a soundtrack for the game like properly like he was asked to do mm. and so he wanted to know about level design and what was going on in the particular levels to yeah. to try and to put the music in around yeah. it but actually he was uh, he said can i give you some kind of bass tracks and then you give me the level design and then i'll change it around that and that mm. was that was he was told no yeah. so he had to do the music without knowing and then they dropped certain music that he was using and then they put other music back in when they told him that they dropped all his music and they weren't going to use it and they weren't going to pay him and it was just wow yeah there was just a shit ton going on with it and i think this was him last week just bringing awareness much like the bayonetta situation yeah. but probably <laughs> but with a, but with a lot more yeah, to heavens. it yeah. <laughs> it would seem and it definitely seems that there is some mistreatment his argument is that marty stratton there like has it in for him i think yeah that that's been his side of it for the most part is saying that just the executive producers in general were going at yeah um yeah but i I still i don't get making this public if you're already lawyered up like yeah well maybe there's a settlement to be had and bring it to the public because i know that professor Assessment, you know, assessment. one of those, yeah, yeah. one of those, <laughs> sure, yeah, <laughs> one of those assessments. Um, if I think when Bethesda put their um statement out there, I think it was met with a lot of people in the industry say, No, we back Mick Gordon. I think yeah. it was like almost went against them, and maybe that was the plan all along because when you've got the public in on your side as well, mm-hmm. a lot easier to get a good settlement. <laughs> I mean, perhaps, perhaps, I. I don't know. I think if you're going to court, just go to court. Like, we, it didn't exactly help there. You're such now. a purist, Pete. You're such a purist. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh, it's. I mean, it's a strange one. We'll see how it pans out. We'll see how this. Just because you like to keep your court cases nice and private, oh, not as everyone private does. As possible, my friend. Yeah, <laughs> not everyone does, Pete. Yeah. <laughs> Pete, you said that in such a weird way, and now I'm very concerned. Yeah, I think he's bringing a court case against me for something. <laughs> Constructive dismissal. Nah, fair, fair. <laughs> um, all right, I'll go next. Uh, Sonic creator Yuji Naka arrested for potential insider trading. That's pretty cool. Uh, so I read this on Games Radar. His arrest is related to allegations of insider trading, specifically related to the Square Enix's Dragon Quest series. The arrest was made by the Tokyo District Public Prosecutor's Office. That's a mouthful. In relation yeah. to a case of insider trading that focuses on both Square Enix and its partner developer, Aiming. Naka was an employee of Square Enix at the time. The publisher signed a deal with Aiming to develop a Dragon Quest Tact, a strategy spin-off uh, from the historic RPG series. The the uh, the Tokyo people. I'm just going to say that until some other fucking time. Alleges yeah. Naka purchased ten thousand shares in Aiming to the tune of two point eight million yen, which is about twenty thousand uh, dollars, prior to Dragon Quest tax public announcement. Naughty boy. Um, however, Naka. He didn't say naughty boy in the in the. In the just so you, know, you added that. Yeah, yeah, I added sure. that for yeah, yeah, nice. yeah, for yeah. whack. Uh, it however, would have been better if they had though. But yeah, it so. would have been better. But you know, journalists just aren't up to it these days. Um, <clears throat> however, Naka isn't the only former Square Enix employee to have been arrested on charges of insider training. FNN is also reporting that Taisuki Sasaki and Fumiaki Suzuki. I think I got them right. Nailed it. Nailed it. Arrested, yeah. <laughs> arrested yesterday on November 17th. Well, on November 17th, on charges of insider trading, purchased a combined 162,000 shares uh, for 47.2 million yen, which is about $337,000 uh, in aiming prior to Dragon Quest tax announcement. Uh, what the FNN report can't confirm is if any of the three arrested men actually sold their shares in aiming following the Dragon Quest uh, tax reveal. Naughty boys. <laughs> naughty boys, but also, uh, well, potentially naughty boys. Potentially. We don't, we don't know. Allegedly uh, Allegedly, boys. allegedly, yes, allegedly. <laughs> um, but yeah, Yuji Naka is a bit of a legend, and obviously mm, he um, was the so- uh, Sonic yeah. co-creator, and the whole controversy about Balan Wonderworld. Wonderworld? Mm. Yeah, what's that called? Wonderland? 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 Yeah. Wonderland. Wonderland. One of the two. Whatever. It's so, <laughs> it's so immemorable. Um, yeah. uh, is that a word? Um, that, uh, yeah, he would, because he, he made that game and it was shit and then he blamed loads of stuff and, you know, it's all, yeah. all crap. But maybe he needed the money. Um, but it's a bit <laughs> of a shame that investing $20,000, I mean, in this if it's if it's true it's like oh god mm. what a what a fall from grace and i th- i think you know insider trading is viewed very poorly yeah in a most uh, around the world like it's and i think japan really kind of he's in hot water he's yeah. in a hot bath right now mm-hmm. well hot oh, sounds quite pleasant <laughs> he's, a- <laughs> he's, in, he's in a hot bathhouse they like they like them in japan well, that they? sounds lovely ben i don't do you know what the term hot water is supposed to a lovely bathhouse he's in a lovely bathhouse right now <laughs> right fine he's having a lovely cold white wine while in a hot bath okay. <laughs> fine sounds wonderful but he's not having a wonderful time happening here. just to be clear he's probably not having a nice time right now yeah i mean right. 
one thing I do love when we do things in yen because 2.8 million yen. <laughs> I know. I love about that. About $20,000. Like, yeah. Sounds monstrous, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. And then <laughs> you look at what the other two are on the hook for 47.2 million yen. Yeah, yeah. no, that's a monster. That's, that's the much bigger. Uh, they're in hotter water. Like, their bathhouse is seriously warm. <laughs> they're in a really <laughs> big bathhouse. Yeah. Like yeah. a Roman style one, you know? Mm. Mm. Such odd messaging to bring to this, guys. But, you know, we're doing well with our words today as well, guys. And we also, a lot of mouthfuls and a lot of mispronunciations. Oh, we yeah. also, uh, Good start. We don't, um, we don't know how much the share price rose um, yeah. as a result of the announcement. So yeah. we also haven't got that in here. But enough for them to, to be arrested over it. I mean, yes. maybe it just seems incredibly unlikely that they would invest in this particular um, company unless they knew something so uh, well, this is uh, you can't think to get away with that type of stuff can you? I don't know I mean you'd be surprised it's another one where we're definitely going to hear more about this soon, oh yeah like. um, oh absolutely like this is a weird headline you never I mean games games developers know insider stuff all the time and they're not investing in yeah. their company like if when Nintendo are going to release their new console you don't get people associated with it investing shit tons in nintendo like (laughs) it's the day before is like it doesn't happen so this is such a weird a weird thing to happen Mm. but uh yeah okay it's it's, it's a civil suit anyway so we'll be out on bear already and probably in a lovely bathhouse it's a civil suit it's a civil suit no it can't be a civil suit no it's inside well, training. It's criminal. I know. It's yeah. A, yeah, that's true. Tokyo District Public this Prosecutor's level, though, Office as well. 20,000 would Just be because full. we mentioned he was in a bathhouse. Yeah, but <laughs> I, I mean, it's For 20,000. For 20, no, inside you training. Think crimes it, don't commit if it's it, under it, 50 grand or something. It, it doesn't matter <laughs> about the, the It doesn't matter about the monetary value. Yeah, <laughs> if I rob my local shop, it's not even a fucking crime because I only get a few hundred... That is oh, a no, great no, analogy. That, that's, that's an armed. No, I imagine. I did not expect that from you, Eddie. But that is a great. That's a great analogy. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, fair enough. Yeah. He'll still probably be out on bail already. Yeah. Well, if he hasn't got any money by the which person. Good point. Yeah. Good point. Right. Um, mm. Last story we have. Um, Phil Spencer. <laughs> we mm. seen every week. We seem to be mentioning we do Daddy, Daddy, Daddy Phil. Daddy Phil. Yeah. Yeah, Daddy Phil just coming out with some more, some more stuff. But this time, it doesn't seem to be linked with the Activision deal or anything. He was just mm. speaking to The Verge about uh, shipping games too early. Um, so I'm going to go a bit read mode on this one. But he is quoted as saying, "It isn't really a decision to move a game when." Uh, to, uh, to move a game after spending the team's effort over multiple years just to get to a point where you know they're not going to deliver the game on uh, you want on a date that they promised. Now, it is at some level because I've shipped games too early. We have experienced shipping games too early. Now, he's referring to Halo Infinite, I would believe, when he's saying that, about shipping games too early. Um, so he's referencing Starfield. So he said, in hindsight, when you look at a game like Starfield... It's taken so long and so much investment in new IP from the team. The decision to give the team the time to build the game that they feel they should be building is just the right thing to do. So we know that Xbox have had a barren 2022 Mm. and Starfield and Redfall have both been put into the next year. Yeah, but they have Scorn. Oh, you're right, actually. So they've got one World Class game. But that wasn't their own studios game was it oh. because scorn was such a, but scorn 
obviously was such a tremendous yes no game that maybe maybe <laughs> okay but we'll we'll give him that one um but he said that there were there are financial impl- implications uh to those decisions weighing what is going to happen whether it's platform growth subscriber growth or frankly the revenue that you generate when a new game jo- launches those are business decisions you definitely have to weigh the outcome of those decisions he then went on to say about Starfall and Redfall specifically and how important they were to Xbox because they are the first big Xbox games with Zenimax. And it's important that those games are released when they're actually done. He doesn't want them to flop, essentially. Um, in the end, he said, in the end, I believe the quality of games will be much better uh, and customers will find the experience to be much more interesting, which will hopefully feel like the right decision in hindsight. One of the things I've learned is that you want teams to feel like they own their dates. They deliver better when they feel like they have, uh, like they own their own destiny for their games. So you wait for the real signal from the creative and production teams. So, yeah, I think unpacking a little bit of what he said there, it's Halo is a sore point. <laughs> yeah. They haven't got anything in 2022, and he's talking potentially about the lack of growth that xbox have had and especially in game pass given when you delay games but he is kind of indicating the delay of a game trumps other things when when it's really necessary Mm. um i don't know can you guys imagine if starfield was out right now in this stacked november in this stacked (laughs) kind of year we've had and god of war up against god of war and that kind of stuff Mm. and if it had been unfinished yeah yeah like be, that would be dead. It'd be dead. Well, I mean, be, it, it, yeah. it's a Bethesda game. It's going to be buggy as hell. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, so that's so probably can, why. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The problem is, you release against God of War, and Sony put out God of War, and it is immaculate. Yeah, like, mm-hmm. have you heard about any glitches in that game? It's mm-hmm. just like it's just immaculate. Yeah. Um. So uh, I mean, I we haven't got a release date for Starfield yet, but even if it was next Christmas, that'd be fine. Like, <laughs> I thought they said like February, good. didn't they? Uh, I think I they said first. I think they said first half of the year or something. I think Redfall right. has got a. Is Redfall April or something? I don't know if it's official yet. I think both right. of them haven't got official dates, but uh, I imagine I wouldn't be surprised if Starfield slipped to the end of the year because I just think people need time. I mean, he was referencing Halo Infinite, obviously there, and mm. they delayed it one year and it didn't launch with the console, and that was a. That was probably the that was the correct decision. But it probably hit them financially, and it probably hit them with this console generation, to be honest. Um, do we think Halo should have been delayed even more? Because Forge and Co-op has now been released, and literally no one is talking about it. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> exactly. It's quite bad, isn't it? <laughs> so I mean, do you think, yeah. it might well have benefited by being so, but would they have sold as many Xboxes? Yeah. Like, well, they 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 kind of needed to bring it out. Yeah, they did. They, um, did it take the fall? That's the thing. It kind of did. Um, yeah, I mean, it would it would definitely. I I would be more interested in Halo. Had it come out in a better condition with the things you're expecting, you know. Um, yeah. But we did get a lot of time out of it. It's just. Did that longevity factor they released a new season the winter update or whatever recently and we we're the prime audience because <laughs> yeah. i put in 100 hours yeah yeah but i don't care hmm. yeah how weird is that 
Yeah. It's so hard for a game these days. It's so hard for a game to maintain a player base for more than a few months. Mm-hmm. It is a yeah, yeah. I mean, I think unless you've got well, even if you've got endless content, people will get bored of the loop. Yeah, like you know, so what many I mean? good games coming out. So, yeah, there's an abundance of things. Yeah, <sighs> I mean, if Starfield had come out this November, I still think it would be bloody brilliant. Um, yeah. I still think actually it'd be really difficult to compare to God of War because God of War is like what forty hours. No, it's Tops. about twenty five to thirty. I think if you wanted yeah. to max max it out, complete it one hundred percent or something. Yeah, whereas I expect forty hours in Starfield would barely touch the sides. Yeah, you know what yeah. I, mean? yeah I, I expect um, Starfield full story will be like sixty. Yeah, and then yeah, but, the actual but world will be with extras. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. those games, like Fallout Four, you could probably complete it. I have no idea. I, I don't think I've ever actually completed it, but you could probably, probably twenty five hours. Yeah, if you but I've it. Yeah. probably chucked a thousand hours into that game. Yeah. So look at look at Skyrim. You can mission Skyrim that fast yeah. if you yeah. wanted to. Absolutely, you yeah. get through that storyline real quick, but. That's not what you're there for. It's all <laughs> the world side content, the living yeah. in it yeah. thing, isn't it? The, mm. the getting home of an evening and saying, oh, I'm going to do this thing tonight. I'm going to yes, go after absolutely. that thing on the map. Yeah, yeah. finding yeah. a weapon or... Yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's the that's the glorious part <laughs> I'm of it. I'm going to go but, be a stealth archer again. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. But, I do, but I do think it's, it's so hard these days for even a game which is absolutely quality, which has loads of content. And like you say, if Forge was released... At uh, at launch and co-op was there and everything that they promised was there and they'd released a few more maps and stuff. Would people still be playing it as much? Um, it live service games are so hard to keep going. I mean, some of them do hit and they hit hard and they keep going, mm-hmm. but there are countless live service games that just die. And Sony are planning to bring out like ten of them or something in the next few years. Yeah. Now they're hoping that just like a couple stick. They're probably working. They're probably working on like a twenty percent success rate. Yeah, at best. Yeah, and it's so fucking difficult. Even amongst the like MMOs and everything else, they drop off so hard a couple months after a new absolute phase. Um, yeah, and then it's only when the next one comes around that it picks up again. So well, what you can mm. what you can really see is Twitch viewership. So when you yeah. have like a new game, so like for instance, when Splatoon came, Splatoon three came out, Twitch viewership on it was like. 25 30k people watching mm. it and now it's probably like four <laughs> k or 4k four? 4k 4k yeah <laughs> it's just it's just really, the, the biggest splatoon streamer that i know of was rocking around with probably just over a thousand viewers or something yeah and now he's got about 40 percent of that viewer base mm. and you know it's just hard even on these games that are continually trying to pump out like content it's just fucking difficult mm. Mm. so yeah anyway that's what phil had to say um i'm sure we'll dip in with phil next week and we'll have something new <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but yeah uh, not much happened this week in the big news to be honest uh it wasn't a huge other than pokemon which we'll be talking about um yeah not not an awful lot of stuff has happened the last couple of weeks i, would, I, I think, think this always happens though when there's a bunch of new games out is yeah people are busy only- playing yeah, that's yeah. it. Everyone's playing it or the news is about the condition of the game or how good it is or yeah, whatever exactly. else, you know? Yeah, um, yeah fully think agree. Think about when Cyberpunk released, like as it, or Elden Ring earlier this year. Like almost yeah. everything on all of the main sites and that you were watching on YouTube or whatever else was about them. 
Yeah, that's true. Our podcast was our news section was just flooded, but did there? It went like seven or eight weeks where we talked about cyberpunk in the news. (laughs) (laughs) It was mental. It was great content. Um, We still mention it every week as well, without fail. Great content. (laughs) It's 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 golden for it. It's the gift that never stops giving. Very true. Very true. (laughs) Like NFTs. Absolutely lovely. Oh, nice, nice. Nice bring up. Um, <laughs> Got to bring it up. Got to bring it up. Uh, we, instead of that, shall we move on to the new releases? It. <laughs> All right, cool. Um, I tell you what, it's it's a pretty slow week this week. But I'm gonna I'm gonna. We had a really slow week. Do you remember after February during that hell of a big week? We had a really good dip off after that. For I think yeah, nobody wants to be in the weeks after. Exactly. That lasted a while. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because no one wants to be releasing games around this time because no one will play them so. <laughs> also like game of the year um the game year, game of the year awards like all of their stuff has been announced like you're yeah. now outside of the game of the year stuff so yeah. and it's very unlikely because of recency bias that you're going to feature in next year's game of the year either so if you've mm, actually got absolutely. a decent game it's it's a big decision like Callisto protocol it's a big decision to put it in december because you're basically just like sacking off any game of the year well, like wasn't cyberpunk not involved in any of them I'm, I no, it don't was, know whether that was, was because there. of quality. Oh, it might have been. No, 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 no. It was, it was there, but it was for all sorts of things that wasn't like best game. Right. Um, okay. As I remember, there was oh, quite okay. a lot of stuff on like the voice acting and stuff like that. Right. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Yeah. All right. Um, let's start off with uh, Distera. I was going to call it Dysteria, but obviously there's no Yeah, it's Dysteria. Like, I heard it in the trailer. It is. Oh, I think okay. that is how you say it. Dysteria, yeah. coming out on PC November 24th. Dysteria is a sci-fi-based survival game with particularly enhanced futuristic FPS gameplay. Uh, along with FPS... I wish you'd say it outright first and then put FPS. <laughs> no, that's fine. Yeah. Um, like you're doing a presentation for work. Yes, yeah. exactly. You need to say it first because then people that don't know, right? For the listeners, FPS is first-person shooter. But like, what happens if someone doesn't know what that is? Yeah, what if somebody thought they were talking about frames per second? Fantastic. Mm. Thank you, Ben. Along with frame yeah. per second battles, that, that's pretty bad. One frame per second <laughs> battles. That is yeah. big time. Oof, big time. They're geez. talking about Pokemon now. No, no, we're getting too far in. <laughs> you can also experience other common survival game elements, such as looting, crafting, building, and team play. Um, in the perishing earth, players must find a way to prevent extinction while still ensuring the individual survival and choose whether to cooperate or compete with other players for their survival. Um, the visuals actually look really good, in my opinion. Well, look good. I won't say really good. Um, I was, you can yeah, be- I was about to re- get you to revise that myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, for, for a non-AAA game, I'm quite happy about the visuals. Um, can build your own base, so obviously uh, I'm all in. I will note this as well. Uh, for, it's not just um, PvP. Um, which is great because I hate fucking PvP games like this. But it also has a PvE mode and a single player mode. Um, I'm a bit worried about the longevity of this game. I can't see... I mean, uh, I'm all in. I'm going to build a base and everything. But what's the kind of point in it after that? But what do you guys think? I um, Just on the visuals bit that you said there, that one thing, I think conceptually, that sounds great. Like a first-person shooter space building survival game so i watched the trailer and i thought oh this actually looks like decent visuals it's quite good a lot going on had a cool soundtrack (laughs) then i watched the next video on steam and i'm not sure whether this was an alpha build or whether (laughs) this is actually the real game 
because it does not look good. <laughs> like, this is the sh- this is the thing with it. Yeah. Still frames look real nice, mm. but yeah. you just you sort of see the edges start to fray quite quickly, if you know what I mean. Um, mm. At least in all of the example videos I've seen so far. But uh, it, for me, it, I went, I looked on PC for this and see where a controller support, and it didn't say it. It didn't yeah. say whether it did or it didn't. Oh, and right. That's a that's a game breaker for me. Whether it's got controller support. Mm. That that's an odd hill to down, but fair yeah, partial, and I don't think they're designing this game for someone like you, Ben. Well, no, I think uh, games like games like this, though, they have controller support and mouse and keyboard support, so you can do the base building, the mouse and keyboard, and you have partial controller support. I think mm. perfect. Uh, but yeah, you're right; they're probably not mouse and keyboard. This is for mouse and keyboard players, but that cuts off so much of your player base, even though it's on mm. PC. Mm. You're trying to make a hybrid survival game here, though. That's true. This is it. Let's 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 go back to the game. The concept is really good. The concept yes. of this is really good, Absolutely. and I I don't you know it's not an ugly game by any means either. It looks gorgeous at certain angles. So I think it could it, this could be a good one. I thought you'd like it, Eddie. Yeah, it reminds um, me a bit of uh, that game that I absolutely love. And what's funny is Ben, if you saw that game, fuck me. What am I? What game am I talking about? Aren't you talking about the um, star of the sci-fi one? The um, that's it. The one that's, that that's the one the that one you love, uh, but it's um, old. Yeah. Ben. It's old, right? It's Empyrean. Empyrean. Empyrean? Yeah. Uh, yes, Imp- thank you. Empyrean, Empyrean uh, Galactic Survival. That looks fucking ghastly but my god the <laughs> mechanics are great fun and it's got an endless uh, gaming loop so i think that's what they've gone for with this like they're an indie developer they haven't got much money they've made it look as nice as they probably can uh and i think they've got some good features in there yeah i i mean immediately i thought it looked good mm. but um it's just delving a little deeper i thought oh, the shooting looked uh, yeah yeah fair yeah yeah yeah, oh, and uh, these games that are first-person shooters, they all frame per seconds. Um, they really <laughs> like they kind of die if their shoot mechanics and the look of it, it doesn't work. But so you'd have to play it in order to know that, though, wouldn't you? Because hmm. what was that game that we played uh, a little? Bit? You played more than I did, Eddie. Uh, it was recent. It was it was a looter, extraction looter based. It was oh, like a Tarkov one, God, but it was on yeah. a pl- uh, on planets or whatever. Um, uh, the cycle frontier. The cycle frontier. Yes. Now that I thought had, because I actually, even though it hasn't got controller support, I actually hooked up a controller and I, I configured it and everything. Oh really? Um, oh, that's cool. Yeah, you can. It just took fucking ages. It took me. <laughs> I took longer to configure the controller than I did playing the game. Um, <laughs> it was awful. Ah. Like the gunplay was awful. Yeah. Um it probably was designed for mouse and keyboard to be fair. <laughs> but but yeah, it if it's if it's not good gunplay then you're kind of dead in the water, aren't you? So yeah. Th- that's that's how this all live or die, I suppose. Mm. Yeah, shame. I I mean I I think I'll quite enjoy it, so I'm I've got it wish list. Yeah. Wish list. Oh, Eddie will barely notice it's an FPS. He'll just build a base. I will. Yes. When yeah. someone shoots me, I'll be like, what the fuck is this? Why the fuck <laughs> is someone shooting me? But it'd be cool if you Just could go into AI... off the walls outside. <laughs> I saw you could go into like AI bases and stuff, and if you could like kill the people and then loot their bodies it, for... It does say you can loot enemy bases. So, Fantastic, yeah. Yeah, that sounds great fun. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I like that. But the problem is with all these kind of games, there's always like little mechanics that put me off. Like, is it Daisy that you can go into the bases when they're not there and stuff? 
that upset him. That oh, upset. somebody can steal stuff from your base. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then and then there's co- of course always the the scenario where you come across a player that's just way more advanced than you, and then yeah. you go, oh, even if you're the better player, you just die because they got better stuff. I got really fucked over in arc on that. Oh yeah, exactly. Yeah. Good old arc. When I didn't realise you had to put locks on things. Yeah. <laughs> Bad times. Uh, I do think that's. <laughs> Yeah, fine. Bad times. Bad times. Bad times. <laughs> fine. Um, next one. Warhammer 40k, or 40,000, I should say. Inquisitor Marta. It's, uh, oh, Sor- Sororitas. Sororitas? Nice. Yeah. Yep. I like, well, I've complained before that Warhammer always have three names in the titles, <laughs> but this is <laughs> fucking ridiculous. Um, <laughs> but this is a DLC. It's coming out on PC November 28th. Um, there's a new playable class. It's an Inquisitor with an Adepta Sororitas. It's Sisters of Battle uh, background. Uh, new game mechanics. There's new items and item types. Uh, there's new passive skills. There's new perks and there's new enchants. So... If you're interested in that, go have a look. Um, World of Warcraft Dragonflight uh, coming out on PC November 28th. This is the biggie. Uh, Dragonflight... Well, actually, I think the first one was the biggie, but fuck you. Uh, The Dragonflights of Azeroth have returned. Called upon to defend their ancestral home, the Dragon Isles. Surging with elemental magic and the life energies... I was going to say emerges then... (laughs) Of Azeroth. The Oz are awakening once more, and it's up to you to explore their primordial wonder and discover long-forgotten secrets. Pete, I swear you just put stupid words in there, like primordial in there. I, I, may, did, I may have. I, may I bet have it doesn't even slightly. fucking say that on blurb, does it? <laughs> Ancestral, elemental, you know, all these ones, yeah. Why do they do that? Um, yeah, so it's an expansion. Um, you become a Dracothir evoker. Uh, you can specialize in preservation, which is like a healer, or devastation, which is ranged magic damage, and you explore the mystical uh, dragon isles. Pete, obviously, you're a big World of Warcrafter. I don't know if that's Ooh. what you call you, but um, crafter. Are you excited or not? It's not my space, man. This is the uh. so. I mean, this is a big one for a lot of people who play it, right? Because okay. this is like the newest one for retail. So this. For those who don't realise, an expansion of World of Warcraft is like a 100-hour game, at least. Hmm. Um, and you'll then probably be playing 6 to 10 hours a week, every week, with it for a year or two, um, generally speaking. So they're pretty big, right. content-wise. But it's retail, which means they've simplified the game loop so much that I don't really want to play it. Which is why I only play Classic. That's too simple for you. Sort of. For noobs. It's for I noob mean, noobs. Well, no, no. So they made the, the bosses have arguably got harder. It's the actual gameplay on your part that's got a bit more accessible. Um, oh, you I, don't like accessibility? No, I prefer No, you like, was, to, you like to gatekeep. Yeah, I like that. I like yeah, that yeah I, I preferred it when it was annoying as hell. Yeah, um, yeah when it was really frustrating. Not like and, pure original when it was so bad that you had to spend 50 hours grinding rep to get an armor upgrade. Um, but like... Hmm. Two expansions later when they've got enough quality of life for me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, to our to our listeners though, you you play classic World of yes. Warcraft. Yeah. Like you play a lot every week, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I I probably six hours or so. Six I mean you play you play online with people, you do raids, do. you do yep. all this. Yeah, yep. you're all yep. in. I'm in the end game content on classic uh, Wrath of the Lich King. So 
which is the best expansion they had. So yeah, I'm still playing that. I still will be. Although, actually, as we mentioned in the news earlier, the sort of attention it gets has dropped off because of Dragonflight. Really? The ah, because people were dual-wielding uh, or something. Yeah, and I mean, if you pay for one subscription, you get both. So you can just dip into both easily. Uh-huh. Um, so a lot of people will jump into this because there is a pre-patch, which means you've got early access to some bits of it. So they're already on it. So they so had could, a noticeable could, drop-off this last week. Could someone start, if they've never played World of Warcraft before, They could they just start with Dragonflight? Or do you have to do an element of the base game with no expansions? Unless you, unless there's a package involving a boost, a level boost, you'd have to do the old stuff. But bear in mind that they've squished it all down and made it a lot quicker to get through these days. Right, so you have to reach like the end game of the base. Yes, is it game? Bad? I don't even know what the end game level is at the moment for Dragonflight, because like Wrath of the Lich King Classic is eighty, but they squished it back to fifty later on. So that so, means you have to. So that means you have to play the original classic. Yeah, you have to play World of Warcraft. Of you have to play to get to level to get fifty to before you can do what you play now. Yeah, the bit I play now, you have to get to level seventy. Yeah, the, but the actual yeah. game. Uh, this gets very niche. Yeah, uh, you'd have yeah, to play okay. some of the rest of the game to get to the new content. Yes. Right. Yeah. Oof. It's a tough. It's a tough entry. <laughs> it's, it's its own world, Ben. That was the point. <laughs> yeah. 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 Fair enough. I can see why you like gatekeeping. It's it's difficult not to because there's so much terminology that makes it impossible. Yeah, no, that's fair. Yeah, <laughs> but it, it does. Yeah, it, it, what they are masters of their craft at holding their audience because oh, it's I'm almost sure. impossible for a new person to just jump in. Like if I decided, oh, I want to play World of Warcraft, unless I had a Sherpa like you mm. to guide me through, I just wouldn't wouldn't know where to start. Yeah, it's, yeah, uh, yeah. One of those but things. that's what keeps people like. Rimworld, like the the depth of that game is so deep that mm-hmm. that's what once you learn all the mechanics and once you learn everything, you just play it for fucking a- any paradox wondering. game ever existed is the same. <laughs> exactly I was wondering same, how yeah. you were going to shoehorn Rimworld into the conversation, but yeah. you did it, and I, I respect that. Yeah, yeah, I was going to go so. earlier with graphics, you know, when we were talking about right. that a little while yeah. ago. I, visuals, I almost but... mentioned it with Disterra. Yeah. 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 Oh. oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought I thought I'd hold off. Yeah. Mm. Okay. And that was a good. Segway, I think. So, made it two more games. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Good. Yeah. yeah. Right. Next one. Uh, Gotham Knights Heroic Assault. You can have heroic assaults in uh, Rimworld. You know that when you go to different. I <laughs> don't care. Coming out on PC, PlayStation, and Xbox. New uh, next gen only. Oh, Pete's put that there, so I'm going to say it. November 29th. So Gotham Knights came out, I think, last month, didn't it? It um, is a next-gen game, isn't it? It's not on. Right. There you go. Good. There I, you go. Casting. Um, I mean, I it? wasn't sure either. but I put Yes, I can tell by so. the way you went. There you go. <laughs> as in, I don't know and I also don't care. You heard it here <laughs> first. <for> me. <laughs> um, yeah, this is a new multiplayer mode. Um, yes. It's four-player. So basically, I found this little blurb on their website. It's not easy. They do not advertise this mode very well at all even when you click on the heroic assault button it just comes up with the main screen which just says heroic assault on it and then when you go to learn more it takes you to the frequently asked questions on their website (laughs) 
I mean, how <laughs> fucking shit is that? Anyway, That's um, separate from the main story campaign, the standalone mode supports up to four players in online co-op and provi- provides a dedicated arena-like environment with specific objectives to complete and enemies to defeat on each floor, 30 floors in total. So that actually sounds quite fun, actually, to be fair. Mm. Yeah. There you go. Well, it's extra content to that game, I suppose. And, oh, don't uh, it, it was very divisive, but I, the people that did like it i've really liked that game so i think it was more divisive for the 30 frames a second than anything else <laughs> yeah uh, but yeah okay if you're into it still playing it thing there you go there you go next one the night witch coming out on pc playstations xboxes and switch november 29th uh, the night witch is a metroidvania adventure game with a fast-paced shoot em up combat set in a beautifully hand-drawn world. Cast devastating card-based spells, forge close bonds, and make moral choices, all in your quest to save your home and discover who's behind the war golem invasion. Um, I like the visual. It's like kind of hand-drawn cartoony, uh, but it's actually really nice. There's a free demo on Steam. Uh, I I I normally shit on these games, um, and I normally mm-hmm. come to you two for kind of just to pick it up a bit. But I think this actually looks quite nice. What do you guys think? I agree. Yeah, yeah. I think it looks pretty damn good. Hmm. Um, it's another Team Seventeen published one. Oh, so they, 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 don't they don't miss. miss. <laughs> they don't miss. We <laughs> say that about a lot of people until they miss, and then we just switch to a new one. You notice that? Yeah, then they always miss. <laughs> yeah, eventually they always miss. Um, but until that <laughs> point, they don't miss. So <laughs> that was DP. Jesus Christ, that's like but, fucking Batman, was it? They they all turn into villains or some shit. Jesus Christ, live long enough to see yourself become the villain. Yeah, there nice. you go. Good reference. Uh, yeah. Um, no, I think this looks like a really fun game, and like anyone who's into Metroidvanias, I think might well be interested in this. That, that's exactly my thoughts. If you're into Metroidvanias, this actually looks like a good one, doesn't it? Yes. And if it's, there's a free demo, and if it's on all platforms, I mean, this looks like it would be a great Switch game. Yeah, I imagine it would be. I would say now, only because I learned this lesson, if it says there's a free demo, but with zero Sievert, um, when the game came out, the demo came off Steam. So I ah. reckon get your da- get your demo in the next week uh, before it before it comes out on the 29th. And then, <laughs> yeah, just because it might disappear. I can't even play that demo now, which is really sad because obviously I had it downloaded and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that yeah. does. Oh no, you've got to spend the couple of pounds to <laughs> fifteen whole pounds yeah. sterling. Fifteen whole pounds. Well, ten percent off at the moment, so it's yeah, it's thirteen fifty. You can spend thirteen pound fifty uh, to get that. Game. I bought that eighty four p game that I have not yet played, Ben. So and I you're sick, and you're sick with that. You're sick in your mouth <laughs> that you spent that money. I know you Honestly. are. I bloody know you are. <laughs> I've worked out to shifts down the old supermarket just uh, just to feel good about spending that money. I stay and, and like nothing. Yes. And like nothing um, will spend £100 a night out and you won't give a fuck. I, but... I won't even remember spending it either. No, That's the beauty. No, the 85p on a computer game. Whew. Oh boy, what a workout. Could you, imagine how, could you imagine how bad it would get Freddy if you got him drunk in front of Steam? Oh yeah! No. <laughs> until until about nine months ago, I used to purposely not have my card saved on Steam because I was exactly <laughs> for that reason. Because you were worried uh, about buying five, splurging on five yeah, games and spending like, seven pound fifty, buying like a fifteen pound game or something. <laughs> oh no! What a nightmare! <laughs> 
outrageous. <laughs> Don't even get physical. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. And then what happens if it's not very good? Oh, oh no, I can't trade it in. No. Oh, I wish <laughs> NFTs would make this possible. No. Very good. There we go. NFTs. Oh, very good. Very good. Anyway, back, uh, back on the Night Witch. <laughs> do, you not, do you not reckon Kirk would love this? Because this looks exactly like I the think, type of game yeah. it looks like. This maybe. this is kind of a bit Ori esque, mm. with a but a oh, bit good. more fast fast paced. Well, you think like Ori and Tunic made me go, yeah. Like, yeah, I could see him liking this. And I like the fact that they said card based, so there's like card mechanic. Mm. I do like a good card mechanic in a game. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> he like a card. Yeah, fair. I bloody do. I bloody do. <laughs> Build. Um, right, last one. Warhammer Forty Thousand Dark Tide coming out on PC and Xbox Series X. I don't believe that. S and X. Mm. Yes. Okay. Uh, November thirtieth. Take back the city of Tertium. Tertium. Tertium sounds better. Tertium. Yeah, I'm going to go Tertium. Not Tertium, yeah. Tertium. No, that sounds like a fruit or something. Uh, From hordes of bloodthirsty foes in the intense and brutal action shooter, Warhammer 40,000 Darktide is the new co-op-focused experience from the award-winning team behind the Vermintide series as Tertium falls, rejects will rise. Um, Yeah, this is Vermintide with guns, really. Uh, The gunplay and melee looks quite good. Um, it's mixed on Steam, um, yeah. but I have looked through all the reviews, and a lot of them are saying it's just buggy as shit. So, yeah, hopefully um, that will be ironed out on day of release. You know, mm, yeah, well, <laughs> I wouldn't expect that soon, but just yeah, like Cyberpunk, all right, it'll be perfect. Oh, it's going to be furry, you say? Okay, um, <laughs> no, basically, what a lot of people have said about this is that the gameplay loops awesome, and yet yeah, the optimization and actual. Bugs are not. Which mm. well, where have the reviews come from? Has it been an early access? It was early access, yeah, early access. I believe. Yeah. Ah, right. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's so shit that they should wipe the reviews after early access. Don't you think? I mean, or at least have some kind of or separation. Or oh, separation yeah, early. Yeah, early access reviews, and then oh, I like that idea. That would be really good because then you could see how the games come on. Mm-hmm. It, it, you know what? It, it probably would help developers as well because developers probably really worry about putting their game out too early yes. on early access because they're worried about all their fucking reviews being absolutely shite. Yeah, because so, yeah. they've got the ninety day, the last 90 days or whatever, but actually, if you separated them out, it'd be... Um, yeah. I'm absolutely. sure they've thought about this. Yeah, I like <laughs> sure that idea. We just come up with a gem there. Yeah. But then when you've got indies that do this early access thing and they've got something, they've got like... 14 reviews in early access and two in full. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be like, oh, okay. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Not the best. That would just be um, sad, wouldn't it? It would be. Yeah. Just like this week's uh, new releases. Um, yeah, that's mm. it. Um, it's slow, but as I said, don't feel too bad because we just had a fucking good, well, we had a good month. So uh, my pick of the week is actually going to be Distera. Yeah, Distera. It would be. Yeah, it yeah. looks exactly my kind of game, and if if mm. it's one of those good, if it's one of those games that I do actually do, like, I, I bought Imperium Galactus Five, or thinking that this that looked exactly like this type of game, and it turned out to be a fucking amazing game. So yeah. it could be in the gem. It could be shite, but it could be for that one <laughs> listener who buys my pick of the week every week. This could be good, but it. Could be horrendous. So yeah, if that listener could let us know how good it yeah, is, that would be really appreciated. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just I love the idea of a listener out there just like 
tell me what it is. Which one is it? Please don't let it be expensive. Please don't let it be expensive. <laughs> yeah, that's why he does it, because he knows I'm not going to pick an yeah, expensive exactly. one. Oh, is this going to cost me more or less than 85p? Don't know. <laughs> 84p. Uh, good. Right. On to what we've been playing? We're done, yeah. We're, we're on to what we've been playing. And yeah. we'll, I think we'll start with you, Ben, because, I mean, firstly, biggest release, I suppose, of the week, but also everything in the news. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this this is just carries on for the news as well. But um, so uh, this November has obviously been insane for games. Now, um, I've decided not to put pressure on myself because obviously we've had God of War, Sonic, and all the other games that are coming out this month. Um, I'm just going to make sure that I finish them in time for our Game of the Year show. And we've got Callisto Protocol, which I'm definitely going to finish before the Game of the Year show as well. So well, they'll be ongoing. They'll be played in the next few weeks. I think Callisto Protocol is the only other game that I could be buying until mm-hmm. our Game of the Year show. We'll so see. plenty, plenty of time. <laughs> we'll see. But plenty of time to be playing the games. Um, so they've had minimal playtime this week. Um, I did, actually, I did play 20 minutes of God of War. Mm. Um, I don't know what that says about God of War. You, you can make your own uh, <laughs> sweeping judgments based on that. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> will, but I, yes. I played twenty minutes and uh, then went back to the other games that I'd rather be playing. So um, <laughs> I'll get back to that. Uh, Pokemon Scarlet and Violet came out on Friday. It's now Monday, so I've played a few hours. Um, first of all, let's just start with the gameplay. So for those that aren't aware brand new pokemon game next generation of pokemon uh this is now their first open world pokemon game so there's three different storylines you can follow which is pretty cool you got the normal gym leaders story which is where you go around uh getting the badges for eight gym leaders gem leaders and try to become the best pokemon uh trainer that is kind of the general loop of pokemon yes um general storyline but they've also added on uh another storyline which is titan pokemon where you go and search those out and defeat those and you've got a team rocket the new team rocket whatever they're called i can't remember um which is also listed about the map to do those missions those story missions as well okay so so that's pretty cool they've opened up the story plenty of different things to do um the first couple of hours of the game are that standard slow endless clicking through text that pokemon is now <laughs> that i get every time it's not as bad as arceus arceus though because arceus was a f- i hated the first couple of hours of arceus it was just like holy shit let me play the fucking game um <laughs> but even in this game it's so weird like you they they say ah right immediately the fucking director of the school or whatever comes to your house for some weird reason and says ah here are three pokemon you can choose from and then he leaves them with you and says come round down the road when you when you want to make your choice it's like, no no i'll just do it now it's like, they just make you do things you're like oh now i have to walk over there and click this button again and speak to you again for no apparent reason when there's nothing for me to do in the meantime it's just it's just a bit stupid it's just pokemon just being fucking pokemon but anyway you get through that and then then you get through the first little route that you go down to your school and things like that. And, and yeah, and you can start to see that this world is actually open. And then after you've done the little school bits and all that kind of stuff, it is a truly open world. And it emph- emphasizes to a sickening level that this is choose your own ex- adventure, go wherever you want. And it says that repeatedly. It's like, you don't have to do anything. You don't have to go to that gym first or there or there or there. It's do whatever you want. And 
spend the next 25 years before you become world champion. Yeah. yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Spend 25 <laughs> years to become world champion. Yeah. Um, but you do, like, in the opening routes and stuff, there are good diverse uh pokemon in the in the in the starting okay. kind of areas as well and you actually get quite a diverse team from the start which is which is good and a better team than you usually would another pokemon game so that's very good they've added uh quality of life stuff in so uh you don't have to when you're just riding around the world you can send your lead pokemon just on auto battling so when there's pokemon in the wild which there are everywhere so that's how they do it now they don't do this kind of like walking through tall grass thing or hidden pokemon the pokemon just all around you just walk into them or you throw your pokemon you throw your pokeball Mm. at the pokemon to initiate a battle or you tell your lead pokemon just beat them up and kill them or not kill them wow you know, incapacitate them <laughs> okay, yeah. um and but 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 then they go around getting experience and it gets it for your whole team as well but it's just at a lesser level so you get far less experience for doing that but when there's 10 pokemon just like around you you can just send your lead pokemon out just chinning of a pokemon um so that's quite <laughs> it's become that's a quite much good. more nice. aggressive game okay <laughs> I, when i was playing this i was thinking, and when you I was just, like I, we think it every time which is like what a weird concept it's like <laughs> making like capturing animals putting them in a cage and then unleashing them to fight other animals but then under the the veil so that they, fighting that yes but under <laughs> under fighting. the that's what it is uh, un, under the veil that they that they like you <laughs> yeah, oh, enjoy okay. this yeah, they spend their entire life trapped in a phylactery and you throw them into a fight and then put them back in it. But it's they fucking, love it. They yeah, love they it. love just being outside. <laughs> they, they, just, they, they never eat, for it. but they absolutely love they're being fucking, outside. They're just, they're just conditioned to love it. <laughs> fucking, <laughs> fucking weird. But anyway, forget that. It's Pokemon. Um, <laughs> the, the whole game centers around like the map and the traversal and stuff like that. Like you are... you. The first couple of hours, or well, actually, really close to the start, you you get given your legendary Pokemon, which is uh, which essentially you ride around the world. Now you can't use that to fight because it's hurt; it's not capable of fighting at the start. Um, so it's just used to travel on, which is just. I did think Arceus's way of traveling round was was better than this one so far, but mm. you you work with what you got. But the um, the map and the traversal at the start does feel a little bit cumbersome and i do hope it gets better um the map does this weird thing right where by default it turns where you turn um so wherever you're facing whenever you open up the map the large map it it's turned so wherever to wherever you're looking now that means that you you get very hard to make it get a grip of the land when you're doing that and that's on by default you turn that off and then, but that's okay to turn it off, and then it's all north, south, east, west, and you open it every time. But when you go to the big map, it doesn't tell you which direction you're facing. <laughs> so basically, a Pokemon that went, "Oh right, yeah, we're, we're going to put a map in the game. Yeah, lovely. Right, how should we do a map? All oh, right, well, all these other games over there, they they all do maps. They fucking <laughs> yeah, they've been doing that for years. They fucking love a map. Yeah, they're really good at it. All right, should we look at those? No, no, let's do it our own way. What? <laughs> what? Look, you got all these other games out there that literally. The simplest thing is just open a map, tell you where you are. Very, very odd design choice. But so basically, I have to look at my Hold compass. On. Is it better than Fallen Order, <laughs> map wise? Wow, 
Oh, actually, Fallen Order, you couldn't tell head nor tail of anything. So <laughs> Fallen Order is absolutely tragic. At least I've worked out a system here, Pete. So I've worked okay, out a system. Okay. What I have to do is look at my compass in the bottom right corner. I have to turn myself so I'm facing north. Oh, and then oh, I open my map. Oh, yes. Then I open my map. Whoa. So my map is in line. So then I go, okay, from this position right now, I need to head right. So I'm going east. <laughs> nice. So then I turn off the map and I go right. That's how I'm now doing it. So fucking weird. If the landmark you're navigating by is south, you're going to struggle. But yeah. It's fucking, <laughs> it's fucking Pokemon, man. It's mental. At least, um, at least the explanation's voice acted to you, though. Yeah, exactly. Mm, at least it's fully voice acted. I mean, yeah, I mean, we'll obviously, we'll get... a franchise like that has got to be... We'll get, we'll get on to it. We'll get on to it. Guys. <laughs> don't, uh, don't, don't you worry. Um, so yeah, the traversal, hoping that one gets easier and better as I get through, which I do think it, it, it does. I'm hoping that my Pokemon will learn how to climb and fly a bit pretty soon it can now swim because i've done something that allows it to swim so that that opens up some area and i hope it really does soon because it's one of those things where you think you can go everywhere but pokemon does is notorious for gating areas off by particular like things like that so i think you have to learn a bit so there there isn't a set route but there will be a route which is easier to go through because of these certain navigation tools but yeah there we go so the game has clicked the game absolutely has clicked with me but the traversal mechanics have not clicked so um navigation is hard work uh it will click though it will be there otherwise it is still a pokemon game um i've played a few hours i want to say like four hours uh i've done a one gym and i've done a titan uh and i am i am really enjoying it um but with this going back to the news Mm. with this there that has it has come with a bit of baggage can we Um, can we spoil this section in one quick way then uh with one quick line one quick line to spoil this i just want to dear listener let you know that this section is over a page of our document long Mm. and now go ahead (laughs) yes Yes, the bat is labeled the bad Yeah. (laughs) yeah it looks so bad (laughs) <laughs> this game looks bad. It looks like a dirty money grab from an eShop game. It looks oof, it looks rough. Um, the Pokemon themselves look quite decent, but the environments are fucking tragic. In the open area, you go to this cave to get uh, with your like legendary or whatever, and I was just looking around. I was like, wow, this is so awful. <laughs> like this is, Arceus looked so much better. Every other Pokemon game looks so much better. And and it is a massive shame. And and I know it's an open world game and it's a, it is different for that for that. You know, that that makes it harder. And and it you do have to downscale a little bit. And there have been a lot of games on the Switch which have been open world which don't look great. Um Xenoblade 3 looks okay uh around the open world. You've got um Breath of the Wild actually looks really good, but then you've got things like uh, Phoenix Immortals, whatever on Switch, doesn't yeah. look fantastic around the world. Which it does look okay, but it doesn't look fantastic. So, I'm not expecting the world from this, but this is the worst looking first party game, and I am calling it first party, even kind of Pokemon Company partly owned, whatever, on the Switch. <laughs> it's the worst first party game. Um, the frame rate is bad. It's sub thirty, and it's Ooh, unstable. Wow. Um, the characters that are not in the foreground look like they're running about half frames, 15 frames a second or something. And even the map in the bottom right-hand corner looks like someone's clicking for a fucking PowerPoint presentation. It's so slow. It's like 
the frame rate is so bad as you're turning. It's like wow. it's weird. It's just like, and it's glitchy. The game's glitchy. There's countless videos online already. Um, yes. Yeah, we've we've heard about that bit. <laughs> so, and, and also for anybody playing the game, uh, one thing supposedly the game currently has a memory leak, which they'll probably patch out. But it's got a memory leak, which means that the longer you're playing the game, the worse the performance will get. Um, so if it's getting bad after a few hours or something, just save your game, close down the game, go to your home screen, press Y, close down the game properly, restart it, and then it'll it'll work better. Um, but they will. They will patch that, I'm sure. Um, so I said last week, I said, I quote, uh, it will have no voice acting, which we knew. <laughs> yeah. It will have terrible frame rate and it will look awful. Mm. And yeah. I was right. Yeah, I was right. It's, it, it, it's Game Freak. Yeah. Um, <laughs> however, if you do love Pokemon games, you will see past this and it won't really huh. worry you. Yeah, because every, <laughs> like, every fucking Pokemon fan's <laughs> like that. Yeah, because yeah. it doesn't. Best Pokemon ever. <laughs> um, yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't kill my experience. I would love it to look better. Uh, it doesn't kill my experience. It's just a bit of a shame. Hopefully, they can patch. But they actually need to fundamentally change the textures of certain things. So it's not just performance. I mean, if it was running really smoothly, it probably look a lot better. Mm. Um, but the textures themselves, especially in the environments, just look shoddy as fuck. But the missing voice acting, I know I bang on about this. I really, really do. And you made a joke about it, but it's so fucking jarring. So they write these lines, like these excited lines, and the characters make these excited fucking actions. And they're, 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 and it's silent. <laughs> it's just fucking silent. Mm. It's, what the fuck? And, and it's like they've had to scale things back in the world based from their from their ambition so like shops and things like that you go into enter a shop there isn't an inside to the shop it just brings up the shop's menu yeah. <laughs> um and like in the school you fast travel around the school as opposed to like searching out the place yourself um and when you go to these towns which actually do feel cool like you walk into the town it doesn't load a town the town's just there on the map you just walk there um and it does feel like a lived-in little town. Loads of people was bustling around and stuff like that. But like you can, you can't really go into the buildings yet, from what I've seen. Yeah. Uh, you can go to like the gym or whatever. But so it, it's things like that where you're just like, ah, oh, okay, they've really had to make concessions based on their ambition here, um, and it's got a hell of a lot of issues. And so coming back to the news this week. Um, a lot of a lot of the the news has been: is this Game Freak's fault, or is this the Switch hardware showing showing yeah. its age? Um, oh. And I think the Switch absolutely has been showing its age recently. So Bayonetta, things like that. Um, but I I actually think, and not many people are saying this. I don't think I've heard anybody really say this. Um, I actually think it's a Pokemon Company issue as opposed to the blame being on Game Freak here, because I don't think it is the Switch hardware. Like, Breath of the Wild came out five years ago, and, I mean, I think when you go back, meet your hero, it's not as good as we remember how it looked. But um, it looked pretty good, and, yeah, it's this this, this Game Freak... Uh, Game Freak have put out a bad, bad performing game, and it doesn't look good. And, and that is Game Freak's fault, but I think it's more of a Pokemon company issues so game freak these games work on a development cycle about two and a half to three years mm-hmm. and that is shorter than most triple a games most triple a games are like four or five years aren't they at least yeah yeah exactly in some longer um mm-hmm. 
Now, the problem that Game Freak have... Now, the problem that they have is that if it's a bit broken, like this game, mm. it has to release. It has <laughs> yeah. to come out. Um, if anybody else had submitted this game to Pokemon for release, cause, uh, to Nintendo for release, because they have to submit games uh, to make sure they work, I don't think this would have been approved. It's not like it's broken, broken, but I don't know. There are glitches and stuff people are finding and all that kind of stuff. I, d- I don't know if it would have been approved, but, but the Pokemon company have TV shows, they have cards, they have films, they have merchandise, all for this generation of Pokemon. It has to release. Yes. They can't not. And you might be out there thinking, yeah, but if a game's not ready, oh, if a game's not ready, you have to give it the time it needs to get... No. That's the answer. Game Freak would go, all right, can we have more time? No. Mm-hmm. This is this is the issue. Like, Pokemon is such a big franchise mm. that it's more important to them just to have it out than yes. for it to be brilliant. Um, yes. Yeah. And I mean, basically, you know, you think of all the other ones that do yearly releases. They will come. They will roll out as well. I'm talking FIFA, um, Championship Manager, and most Call mm-hmm. of Duties. To be fair, where it's like a yearly release, just mm-hmm. keeps coming. They are not going to stop doing that. And Pokemon is just the most extreme example of it. It is the most extreme exa- yeah. example because it's the biggest one, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Like it's it's absolutely monstrous now the punk pokemon company mm. is owned by nintendo game freak and creatures so mm. it's a third a third a third so people out there be like oh take pokemon away from game freak they obviously can't develop for it like they produce <laughs> these shit looking games that never happening yeah game freak owned yeah. <laughs> as much as nintendo do game freak are the pokemon company yes. um so it ain't going anywhere they might get some help here or there or whatever but it ain't going anywhere um but the developers themselves they're governed by this pokemon entertainment schedule with all this stuff like mm. if you delayed this game you'd have to delay every single thing they've got planned and they've probably got yeah. a five-year cycle or something um and and there's probably an issue here that the ds games and the handheld games the game boy games things like that probably two and a half to three years was a development cycle <laughs> remember yeah. like pokemon blue pokemon red like they're fucking wonderful like those games are fucking insane oh, yeah. Yeah. but they you know the the development time is just not the same mm. as as these so things happen. and you still can yeah. go into every building there then most of no them, but not every no one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely um but but now they have to put the game on tv like now mm. it's on the switch which has to go tv as well like there's just so much uh to it and but i think because of this schedule and the fact that they plan this schedule so far in advance i don't believe that this will ever change or even Mm. can change over the next few years unless the pokemon company looked at all the the feedback they're getting now and and everybody saying oh because the switch 2 was trending like the idea of a switch 2 because they were just like well this game can't run in it properly (laughs) um but unless the pokemon company took this to heart and said we need to completely rework our schedule for the next few years in terms of everything else we've got going on to allow them more time or to maybe skip, heaven forbid, skip a game mm. to get a really, really good one. You see some of these, like uh, some some user-created images of what the game could look like in Unreal Engine 4 and all this kind of stuff. It's like, unless they took that extra time, yeah. that's not going to happen. And why would they? Well, you think they kind of, they need to sort of do something drastic like, Hiring another team of developers, yes. giving them like an eight-year cycle, and having the other ones just 
roll stuff out in between. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. And then that after that, having the extra team means that you can Well, I'll tell you fridge. what, Pete, they did that with um, Diamond, and Pearl, uh, yeah. Diamond, Diamond and Pearl recently. Uh, mm. they, they let somebody else handle the, the like, remat whatever you want to call it version where they released it on the switch because obviously it's a so another team handling it and it's whether they bring in somebody else to actually help with these games but equally it's like or maybe to make the world like bring someone in to make the world on these games and then you just fill it in because creatures i think do the pokemon themselves yeah they're the company that actually do the development on the on, the, on that uh, i think but the i don't know there's just not a lot of time that they've got to do this they need to get this out of the way then they need to be working on the next one and it's a whole mentality thing i i don't necessarily think at all that this is a game freak talent issue or a game freak issue i think this is a pokemon company mentality issue that they yeah. can't that they fundamentally got this schedule and they and they're fucking up as a result so the the game i i i'm gonna continue playing i'm loving playing it <laughs> that's that like <laughs> Um, the idea and the scale of the game seems fantastic. I just want to know how they deliver it because, as I said, I'm a few hours in, and this is this is one of those games that I I just play to death. You know, it's, yeah. it's Pokemon, um, and I'm having a lot of fun. And it's a great pick up and play game because there's Pokemon everywhere, and it's it's great. Um, it's 75 on Metacritic at the moment, Ooh. and Pokemon games usually get about an 80. Now this yeah. has a 75, and from people who've played a lot more of this game, the general consensus is that if there wasn't the technical issues, it looked a bit better, this would have been closer to a 90. Mm. Um, mm. So a genuine kind of game of the year candidate. And wow. what a shame. What a shame. What an unchangeable shame. as we've, yeah. What an yeah. unchangeable shame. And But you know what? It'd probably be the biggest Pokemon release ever or something like that. <laughs> so. Well, that's what I mean. You're saying about all these changes, but unfortunately all these companies go by sales. And yeah, exactly. Do yeah. they need to do that? No, they no. probably don't. Let's look at the sales. Um, oh, probably the biggest selling yeah. Pokemon of all time, right? No. As a, and we am did I a gonna, great job. <laughs> am I going to be deterred from buying the next one? No. Nope. Not at all. <laughs> and and Not you know, the Pokemon company are probably going to look at this and say, oh, it's weird that every, there's so much negative feedback and people are saying you shouldn't buy a game. And like, it's weird when we've sold men, but They're not millions. even looking at that. They're literally yeah. just looking at their <laughs> yeah. bank balance. They're, yeah. they're not reading the news. No, they pay yeah, one really... Harris staff member to look at all that stuff. And it's it's weird that this, that this obscure website called like IGN is saying that it's shit. Like, <laughs> yeah. Because you know, look at our bank balance. It's fucking massive. <laughs> we opened up a specific bank account just for this. Yeah. <laughs> like it's made so we much now money. need another. <laughs> but it's, uh, you know, I think, um, as, as I said, with all these games that are coming out in November, we're going to be talking about them for game of the year or, or not, depending on whether they get in there. Um, but, you know, the next couple of weeks, I'll be updating on various parts of these games as we as we go through at the, at the moment the technical shortcomings are not killing my uh experience i found it i found it more funny than anything i wasn't i wasn't oh, okay. one of these people like oh no this is terrible <laughs> i just laughed when i first started playing it i was like oh boy this is naughty <laughs> uh, this, yeah. this does not look good mm. um but it is a it is a crazy shame that the biggest gaming franchise in the world um can't mm. produce through probably the fault of itself um a decent looking video game mm. yeah that is but, that is quite poor yeah, it is what it is right anyway quick, Pete, quick break about boys. a good looking quick game? break hold on sorry ah. need to take a quick break i'm bleeding back in a sec 
Okay. Sorry. That sounds very. Okay. How uh... can you be bleeding? <laughs> this is the. This is probably the safest activity there is, isn't it? <laughs> Podcasting. <laughs> well, to to move on to a game that's a bit better looking, although it does have one of the very same problems, Ben. Uh, I wanted to talk a bit more about Pentiment. Oh, um, lovely. Yeah. Brand new yeah. to Game Pass, right? Brand new to Game Pass. And I know I mentioned I'd installed it last week and that I liked the first 20 minutes or so, but I'm now about halfway through. Um, oh, and fantastic. Yeah, I'd done quite a lot to avoid researching this game as well because it's not that long and, you know, it's just one to throw yourself into. So without spoiling it, it's a murder mystery type of th- in three acts where you're playing as a medieval artist who starts out working on illuminating manuscripts in a monastery. Hmm. So that's sort of the setup you're given and from the moment the the murder mystery part starts you actually have a time constraint against you so it's counting down until the actual investigator arrives and you're trying to put together evidence beforehand um, before they get there and that that factor is actually a brilliant one for the gameplay because you can't pursue all the leads you can't follow up on everything you don't have time to really investigate it properly so you just have to find enough info to convince this guy of a different option than the one that's been given to him as the murderer Um, and that was actually a really interesting way of doing it especially for obsidian who normally i expect to explore everything you know what i mean just jump into it go everywhere find every back alley dead end all of it this one you really can't do that you don't have that option um and it leads, I think, to slightly more unique endings for different players as well. And the way the, the time is set up, you sort of have sleep or night time, then your first meal, then work, a second meal, work, and then the third meal, and back to the sleep phase. Oh, classic three meals a day, lovely. Exactly, yeah. But the meals are actually quite important because they kind of, that's how you get to know the NPCs. Um, and sort of who you choose to eat with will give you different information or different favoritism from the different NPCs and they all have an impact. So that was a really interesting little mechanic to have in there. And it meant you kind of went out of your way to go and find different people to talk to, which I thought was a really neatly designed system like this because it's all set in one town. So you kind of get to know everyone there. Yeah. Um, which was really good. And it's obviously beautifully stylized. I'm sure you've seen the artwork in the background, but if you haven't go and have a look, and it's obviously got a massive attention to detail. I mean, I mean you was... can tell us what it looks like. <laughs> that enough. would be helpful. Well, it's done as sort do of a, a... Okay, <laughs> We're okay. on a podcast, like Pete. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. sort of partway between the bio tapestry and the illumi- yeah. illuminated manuscripts of like really old books. It's know? really leaning into that art style of the time, so, right? Oh, so yeah. you, are, you are an illuminator. That's kind of what you're doing. So... When you move chapters, you turn pages, things like that. I have this. no fucking idea what an illuminator is. They, they used, basically, they drew huge pictures in books. Oh, I would have thought that'd be somebody holding not, the torch. Do you know what this reminds <laughs> me of? And I know this okay. is bad, and Pete, you're going to hate this being a fucking history buff, but it reminds me of Monty Python, because I know they use this type of illustration a lot. Yes, very much so. That's actually yeah. a, a good one for most people to get it from. Think mm-hmm. of Monty Python and the Holy Grail. I think they show yes, it a couple of times. they do yeah. it a few times, yeah. don't they? Yeah. yeah, they do. And that's your job in the game. So they've kind of lent into it very heavily. Um, and even the way the clock moves and everything else is stylized that same way. So, yeah, it, it's gorgeous to look at. And everyone talks in a different script, if that makes sense. 
and we're going to come into the biggest fall down of this game as well shortly but all of them have sort of like a different handwriting or a different style do, do you find that speak. handwriting hard to read like i was i was looking some at of them the... can be to be honest some of them can yeah, be a why? bit tricky um, but one thing I did like about it is that occasionally people make mistakes and then it will scratch itself out and correct it. Oh, that is, <laughs> that is nice. That is cool. Yeah, I quite, like little touches like that are really good. And they've paid a huge amount of, amount of um, attention to the time period it's set in. There was even a story that came out earlier this week, one of the few that wasn't Pokemon related this week, where someone had reported uh, bad Latin or fake Latin to the developers and they've already fixed it. less than a week later they've already fixed it yeah um so someone who actually knew the latin they were going for it been like guys you got this wrong and they've done it they've changed it it's done so yeah there's there's clearly a lot of care and a huge amount of attention that's gone into it but the one big failure of this game is much the same as the pokemon franchise which is voice acting would have made this an absolute banger like, oh, is there no voice acting? There's no voice acting. This game is legitimately brilliant. I've really enjoyed it, and I'm really looking forward to playing more of it. But you have to be into reading a lot. Like, a lot. Like what Ben uh, uh, talks about with the first two hours of, you know, endless clicking. Yeah, you've got that in this. That's one the, of the, the only thing features. that Because I also thought that about, and I reckon this game you'll love as well, Pete, Citizen Sleeper. Yeah, I, I think really you'd love it. that. The, mm. the, the only... This though, the at least the reading is like a sentence or two at a time, right? Yes, for the most part. Mm. Yeah. Which um, is better. It is. And it doesn't feel inaccessible. It's just I know it's a barrier to more people playing it. You um, know what, Pete? Yeah. I was mm. really looking forward to this with you saying such high praise about it, and I was gonna choose it as my weekly mm. do um do with my missus game, but uh, yeah. she hates uh reading so far away from the tv without her glasses on so (laughs) that just made this game a definite to a absolutely not game which is yeah it's it is that is the biggest problem with it and while the soundtrack is pretty good it's very thematic it does keep you engaged not having speaking when you're doing so much interaction with characters and when so many dramatic things are going on Mm. is a it feels really limiting now well, that we've got used to having sort of voice acting Im- everywhere. Imagine if it got the Disco Elysium treatment, though, oh, and did incredible. get a full mm. voice acting. You know it was made by 15 people. Yeah, I do. And this is the thing. If this had voice acting, this would be like 9 out of 10 for me, easily. Um, yeah, it, it's it's really, really good. You just changed your mind there, because on these notes here, you've got guaranteed 10 out of 10. Yeah, I should have put nine. I'd never go ten. <laughs> you, you flip reversed on your phone. Uh, no, no, it's because I, I rarely go ten for the same reason you don't, Ben, um, in the idea of perfection, you know? Um, no, I, I don't do that. That's what Eddie said. You're like yeah. Eddie then. Fine, yes. Oh, Whoever. you've literally changed it on the notes now. I actually. have now, yeah. <laughs> <You> <laughs> can't consistency. Okay, lovely. Yeah. Like, even, for, even on that, can't have it. Um, <laughs> yeah, it would be right up there. It would be... It's, I can't praise it highly enough for the amount of enjoyment i've got out of the game it's just such an obvious thing that's missing for me and i know there have been reports since by the way that the only reason this game could be made is because of game pass yes Um, yes which and i think that one is a huge credit to game pass because this game is brilliant it's really good i mean i finished the first act having seduced a nun sent a potentially innocent person to the gallows in exchange for someone who was definitely innocent 
Um, (laughs) Yeah. Um, And sort of messed up lots of personal lives in this town. It was hilarious. The whole thing. Now I see why you like the game, right? Now I get it. Yeah. Game Pass. it's, It's the reason because this looks boring as shit. (laughs) <laughs> on the outset on the outset I can't blame you for saying that but it's no, got no, to be it said looks it. I'm not saying it is I'm not saying mm. it is the only reason that I'd consider playing it is because it's Obsidian yes, yes absolutely yeah that would be my in and Game Pass is the reason why this this can be made and IGN gave it a 10 out of 10 like mm. when you're into this and I'm so glad because when you said you're going to play it I, I thought to myself like I might give it an hour and you might go like yeah I can see this would be appealing but you know, uh, it's not for me. Blah, blah blah. But I'm so glad that it that you've taken to it. Like, that's pretty awesome. Yeah, it's it is a really really good game. I can't get away from saying that. Um, it is just such a shame that more people won't play it for a few things that could have been rectified. Do you know what I mean? I mean, um, but yeah, let's there, hope there it does are, get this Elysium treatment. There's a few. Th- it's a few things that are working against it. I mean, it looks like it's boring as shit. You have to read a lot. Um, there's no combat. Like there's there's a lot of things that will put people off. Basic players like myself. Yes, yeah, yeah. Basic was the word I was saying yesterday. Yes, yes. <laughs> I accept that. Yeah. Lean into it. Lean into. Yeah, it. but it's it, you know think of games like Mist and Monkey Island. There's a crowd for this. Like absolutely. Yeah, there is. A lot of them, I think, would get a huge amount out of it. And I think more people would again with voice acting, basically. Well, Uh, (laughs) I I actually heard if you, I mean, one of my favorite games is A Night in the Woods. Mm. Um, And I heard if you liked A Night in the Woods that this is perfect for you. So uh, I've said all that to be, um, you know, facetious and such. But yeah, yeah. But I, (laughs) you know, I do actually like the look of it. And uh, I do like these types of games. Like I loved Oxen Free, games like that. Like, Bitter, but that does have voice acting. Yeah. Um, and, and I, th- I yeah. think Citizen Sleeper was a good one to relate it back to because that also was a really fun game. Yeah. Could have been improved. <laughs> that had too much reading for my liking. Oh, there was a lot of reading in Citizen Sleeper, yeah. 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 It's a reedy. It is. <laughs> but, yeah. This one is too, but an even better reedy. There yeah. You <laughs> Are you going to put it as your place. game of the year, Pete? Maybe one of your selections? I'm, I'm going to get a bit further through. I'd quite like to see how it plays out, but it could easily, it could easily sneak in, you know. Ooh, mm. and then we'd all have to play it. Exactly. Yeah, I'd That's force what I'm Ben to read. Yeah, I'd be no, forcing so Ben to read, which is an yeah. I'd probably have victory. to play it in advance. Yeah. Okay. You're telling <laughs> yeah. me I need to put that on the list. Okay. Yeah, right. So, <laughs> I'll play it before God of War. Then. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Joke, jokes again. Jokes again. I don't know. You'll play 20 minutes of God of War and then switch to it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I need to. I need a palate cleanser. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right, that's uh, on to me then. Um, it is. Well, me and you, Benny. Yeah. Um, so we've been playing well, Wars. Oh, what was that? So I was just going to say before you start, we should probably say that this kind of is the beginning Oldest. of the feature as well. Like, you know, we mentioned at the start of the show, the feature is on modern day shooters and sort of the different game modes within it, and well. DMZ in particular, but Warzone generally, Warzone 2, they are game modes within that, aren't they? So Yeah, provoked the feature, this this release, I think. Yeah, it it's did, really but, provoked our thoughts on the feature. Yeah, but I don't want to derail you too badly. So do talk about this, and then we'll talk about the ones that led to it. 
right. Yeah. Um, so Warzone 2 is... Well, it's the follow-up to Warzone 1, I guess. Um, <laughs> it came out last week. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Warzone is a Battle Royale game, which means... Uh, loads of people fight out for first place. There's only one remaining at the end, or one team remaining at the end. Um, and the circle usually gets smaller from gas or whatever um, until everyone's dead, apart from one team. Yeah. Um, yeah. Simple as that, really. Um, this one's the second one, obviously. Was only, and with it, they've released um, DMZ um, mode, which is, is kind of a Tarkov kind of game. I think... It, I, I don't know if they've ever admitted to it, but it's almost like their answer to Tarkov. It, it's kind of a looter shooter game. So it's the same map as Warzone, um, Warzone 2. But the idea is to go in, f- f- complete missions, um, obviously kill people as well. You can do that. Um, there are AI in it and there are uh, players in it as well. But the missions are completely different. So you get the missions, you, you go in, you do certain things, and then you get weapon skins, you get unlocks and all this sort of stuff. And it kind of all uh, filters down to Warzone. So, for example, I'm playing a hell of a lot of DMZ just to level up guns to get certain blueprints so that therefore I get it in Warzone. Um, Is is that explained enough, Ben, there? Yeah, I think, think, yeah, because the DMZ is, as you said, it's an extraction looter. So you, you go in, get your stuff, get out. Um, with with missions involved in it. yeah, I think that that's it. It's 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 wonderful because the COD kind of universal ties together in terms of its multiplayer through to Warzone and now DMZ. They're all different modes, all tied together with unlocking different guns, having different attachments, and getting your own perfect loadout in mm. your for your playstyle. Mm. Um, and that's what it all enables. And DMZ is just another mechanism to one enjoy a game mode but also to unlock stuff to create your own perfect loadout for your playstyle. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm going to go one step further and say I think everyone is seeing DMZ as that, exactly what you've described as their way of getting better guns, better attachments for going into the war zone with their mates and hopefully winning. But I think, and we're going on to what I'm going to say later on, DMZ seems so good already that it's almost I get huge um oh, Tom Clancy's Wildlands vibes off this game. Ah, now yes. obviously there's no extracting, but the mission seems honestly there are some bits that I'm doing that I sometimes think I'm fucking playing that game. Um so that I think if if this gets if it, if it got big enough and it got enough media coverage, then I think people who like their single player games We'll play this, and I highly, highly recommend them to do it. Because, like for example, I I'm enjoying this so much that I'm taking off all my missions when I'm not playing with you, Ben. I take off all my missions, and I go in just to help my teammates as the <laughs> kind of heavy guy, just to bulk up the numbers and 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 help them out. It, it's an absolute joy to play. But anyway, let's get on to the basics. Um, the guns for Warzone and DMZ, just like um, Call of Duty, they're incredible, aren't they, Ben? Yeah, holy the gunplay is fantastic. I, I've Better said than the before. last game, aren't they? Yeah, I, I've, I've said it before. They they have some sort of formula to just beat all their competition in gunplay. My God, like <laughs> I mean, comparing it to all other first person shooters, when you when you pick up a gun, I have left the vibration on, which I know you shouldn't. You should turn it off because it gives you a disadvantage when you're in a one on one gunfight against other players. 
but because it's just so good, it, it adds to the thwack and the sound and the. It does. And when you kill yeah. someone, you just you feel on top of the world, don't you? Yeah, it's they've got the sounds, they've got the mechanic. Like when you kill someone, you get a particular like clink. clink there's like a yeah, yeah. Like there's a thing that goes up. They're, they're like just masters of the class. We're throwing around, guys. Yeah, well, it is a clink. It is a clink. <laughs> it, it goes <laughs> clack. What they're great at, because they've got the gunplay now, they've got the gunplay like to this almost perfect level. And they're trying to make all these, it seems like, and we're mo- on the feature, we'll talk about the different types of things, but they've got everything covered. They've got the, the multiplayer, they've got the battle royale, they've now got the extraction looter. They even got a version of multiplayer called Ground War, which is basically Battlefield. Like, <laughs> they, they've got all of these modes kind of covered and... And the the gunplay is just fantastic. The only thing that's letting it down a little bit is is the servers. They do have some glitch, and and you know they this live service, so they're going to have to iron this stuff out. And the DMZ is beta, isn't it? Like, I know we're having a great time with it at the moment, but there are a few things that they could do to this to really turn it up a notch. So so right now, I think it is. It's difficult. I think it's like an eight out of ten. I'm I'm really enjoying. It. I think the visuals are incredible. The guns are, but then there's also the non-stop loop of having fun. I think with only a normal amount of development, I think this can be a ten out of ten game for me. Literally a ten out of ten. But but all they just need to iron out a few things. And I'm gonna even be really optimistic and say they release this with the big beta sticker on it. So I think they almost started this and went we'll see what the reception is because people might hate this and go absolutely not and then they would slowly just let it die into existence yeah. right but everyone's saying how good it is even the hardcore warzone streamers are going dmz i just watched jay god's video release today about how he's actually playing more dmz than warzone yeah so yeah. i think that so are we yeah so are we <laughs> and we we always go on D- oh, warzone but Look, we're loving me and you so playing, much yeah me and you've played like a Quite a few evenings just absolutely. fucking playing this. Just getting some playing Warzone. Done. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. It's fantastic. And I think just all they need to do, they need to do... I've actually got a fucking list of things. There's only a few things. <laughs> I think they need to do like an economy system. Like it, absolutely. I'm, I'm, I'm going to link a lot to Tarkov here because they have tried to copy Tarkov. There are even the little things like they have secret caches in the ground, which is directly stolen off fucking Tarkov. But anyway, they, if they had an economy system where... Like, you could buy things to go into the next run, like maybe armor plates or, or things like that, or maybe self-revs. Yep. And then there was more incentive to take things out that are more valuable. Um, therefore, you're putting your money to good use. Same with the deconstructing weapons. At the moment, there's no fucking point. But it'd be great if you got parts for your guns. I would love it, Ben, if they even went so far into this economy system where you could add, you could buy attachments... For yeah. the weapons that you find, don't get me wrong. I hope they're expensive so that you cr- try and grind that would out be that money. Brilliant, uh, that would and be then brilliant. You, yeah, so those weapons you find on bodies and you extract, maybe you buy a couple more attachments, and that makes that gun really good for your next round. Something like that. I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm I know I'm going too far, but even a simple economy system would be. I think I think useful. A simple economy system, because at the moment when you bring out your cash. Uh, you basically use it to, if you've had an insured gun that you've lost when you've gone into the DMZ, it takes down the time, yes. the timer, the lockout timer before you can use that again. Um, but also, Ben, the, another problem there is if you have extracted with your insured weapon, 
there's literally no point, is there? Because there's no timer down on it. Yeah, there's no timer. So you've taken yeah. cash out and there's no reason to have it. There's so no it'd, be, it'd be great. What would be great at the moment? This is in beta, obviously. But what would be great is if you extracted with cash, it actually held it as cash. And then you could buy stuff with that. And even if they're really expensive in the economy system, it doesn't mm. matter if it's really expensive because then it's just more incentive to get cash out. Um, and secondly, at the moment, your stash of items that you've taken out of the DMZ consists of largely one-time use equipment like gas masks and stuff like that but you can only have one of them in your inventory mm. and keys to access certain things in the yeah. dmz but also guns now if they had uh, a wider selection of inventory that you could extract from the dmz and keep um as a, on a permanent semi-permanent basis mm. that would that would be great that would be that would really expand it. I think all they need to do is add an inventory system and an economy system, and this game is basically a perpetual. Like you could just do this forever. Oh, it's you could, yeah. Because right now, the the only reason to kind of do it forever is to get you because they do have special like juggernaut missions which are really hard, and then you get like a, a blueprint, don't you, Ben? Yes. So yeah. I guess there is technically an infinite loop because they will, like on the old Warzone, they will keep on releasing new blueprints. But that doesn't quite seem enough. So no. if they just released an economy system just to make it keep on going, maybe another a couple more things that they could just make it a full time game. My God, Oof. yeah. <laughs> and then and they copied on a couple on the DMZ. Obviously, is the main attraction, which is Warzone Two, uh, which we haven't really <laughs> <laughs> said. we have we have played quite a bit of. But um, yeah. it's Warzone. Just almost they've taken out a lot of the stuff which was almost unrealistic, like. The flying around the map on different um, balloons and slide cancelling all this <laughs> yeah. kind of stuff. They've made it. What they've done, what they, what they've done primarily in Warzone and through the multiplayer and this Call of Duty as a whole, is removed the the movement and made it a lot harder to move, uh, like slide cancelling and things around the map, like the quick movement. So therefore, reducing the skill gap between the casuals and the people yeah. who are excellent, really, really good. Because one of the complaints, the last Call of Duty and the last Warzone, was that the skill gap was too large, where mm. a casual player just couldn't play the game because they just get absolutely destroyed. Mm. Now, because they've reduced all that movement down, they've made it made it so that if you get into a close quarters gunfight with somebody, it's virtually fifty fifty, unless mm. they're f- fucking amazing. Um, yeah. So, you know, I think it's really good because I'm not very good. <laughs> it's much better for me. Um, it's it's much better for me, and I enjoy it more. And I think what they've done is 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 excellent. I I do think that they need to lean more into um, the, what makes these games is that you have a personalized gun setup, and you love your gun and all the attachments and what you've done to it and everything like yeah. that. Um, at the moment, Warzone Two, it's very hard to get what your what is called a loadout, and is yeah. your particular choice of guns and everything yeah. it's quite hard to obtain that it was very easy and what was i want to get they need to find a happy medium uh mm. to to allow you to get your gun more easily yeah uh, you can buy it but that's fine as well but i think they need to work on that there's a few things they need to iron out but i think yeah. largely it's it was a very unsuccessful launch with the servers and everything yeah. but i think it's a successful launch in terms of what the game is i really think it's right. a positive move before we move on, do you mean buy it with money in real life or money in game? In game money. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because I was like, if it's with money in real life, they've got no incentive to speed that up. Well, both of us <laughs> got the battle pass, though. Like it's. Uh, uh, but how good is this? But, but, you could carry over your points from the last game. 
which seems yes. crazy to me because I was I think I was going to buy the battle pass because if Ben bought yeah. it and Jack bought it I would have yeah all in yeah. but they let me carry over my coins which means I could I bought it in fact I've still got a thousand coins left I could well, probably buy the, the next thing. ten fucking battle passes they they want you to buy the battle pass they want you to invest real money because it's a free to play game Warzone two you yeah. don't have to have standard cod to play Warzone or DMZ yeah. um, but they need to make it so you can get your loadout. And, and get your, your primary guns more easily mm. because otherwise, what is the incentive for people to spend money to get good guns? I mean, we don't spend money other than the battle pass because you just earn them. But if somebody wants to spend... if they Yeah, because it is stuff, all about like, full loot at the moment, isn't it? Because uh, exactly. money's hard to come by and, and getting your loadout is too difficult. So I'm yes. literally finding the best full loot. So there's no point. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, so so that so they need to get people to spend money on this. So I think they'll find a happy medium and they, they'll iron it out. But all, all signs for me point to this being something very, very successful going forwards. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. What I like most is that you two have slowed down again because there was a point when you were talking DMZ where you both picked up speed. Like mm. fucking Thunderbolt, we get very rolling. excited. You very could excited. tell. You could tell. We've been played, playing and enjoying Pete, it a lot. We have played a lot of this game, and we <laughs> <laughs> a lot. Yeah. I'd yeah, like to see it. how many hours I've already put into it. I mean, it's yeah, we, we, we've we've had kids yeah. have had some sessions. We're not gonna, <laughs> we're not gonna lie. Hey, even Kirk we're, joined. Even busy Kirk. Yeah, we did. Uh, we too were busy to for like... the podcast, but how did he jump on that? Okay. Well, I mean, we he, 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 said he, was, he said he was going to join us all night, and then he joined for like two games. But, you know, that's, yeah, that's yeah. Kurt. Yeah, that's Kurt, Kurt did join, yeah. though. He did, he did join. <laughs> yeah, did join. He had to frame it afterwards, you know. I mean, come on. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he had to make a disc for Call of Duty. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. But, okay, so what? We've talked there about a Battle Royale and an Extraction Looter. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, the point of the feature today really was to talk sort of a bit more about FPS because, or first person shooters, which will from French now person. on be referred to as FPS. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you. That's all I ask. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Um, and sort of a bit more about the different modes because there's so many now, aren't there? Like, hmm. not, uh, not modes, but first person shooters, and they all do it ever so slightly differently. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. If we look at the early days of it all, what was it? It was pretty much all deathmatches, wasn't it? You could even characterise like Goldeneye as a deathmatch. Oh, in yeah. Sense, couldn't you? Yeah. Um, the original and that was 4v4, 6v6, or versions of that, you know, team team deathmatch. Yeah, the That's Counter-Strike the days. Exactly, yeah. Halo as well. Yes, like, yes, yes. As, the, as the obvious examples, the ones that people can relate to, Halo is sort of the easiest one to say isn't it oh, for yeah. the consoles it, yeah yeah definitely yeah and it hasn't really changed ever since um mm. <laughs> yeah so this was your your bread and butter wasn't it and mm. then you two have waxed lyrically about the new versions where we've got battle royales <laughs> which yeah warzone's the most recent warzone 2 but what this all started with pubg didn't it very Pub, good pubg <laughs> very as it's glad. better known oh, <laughs> very callback. glad you went that <laughs> a deep deep callback there yes, I like that. yeah at my own expense thank you um, <laughs> even yeah, when you got memed on twitter even got memed it was a proud it was a proud day sadly not my first time i've been memed but for the podcast it is. <laughs> um, but yeah it started with pubg um, it moved into Fortnite in weird, Ugh, 
strange ways. We had Apex as well, yeah. and and yeah. now Warzone as sort of the biggest examples. I'm sure there's countless others. Like, gotcha. I'm sure there are, but they're all slightly different. And you'd probably say at this stage that Warzone is the most realistic. Wouldn't you? Yes. Oh. Yes. Yes. Oh, yeah. Pro- yeah. Yes. Yeah. Mm. Probably. And Fortnite, the most wacky. I would certainly say Warzone 2, definitely, because they have yeah. made it more realism with sewing it down and stuff. It, I mean, mm. people are still quite bullet spongy, I guess. Uh. <laughs> oh, in Warzone 2, you get fucking deleted in yeah, a second. Yeah, but Ben, it, I mean, realistic time, I mean, it takes two sniper headshot, headshots to kill you. Yeah, the sniper is weird. Um, sniper is and weird. it also takes, okay. like, I think 0.8 of a second to kill someone with a assault rifle. And that that's not realistic, Ben. I, I love you, and I love the game. But that's eight of a second, though. Mm. Ben, it, it's so that's like four bullets of an assault rifle to the chest. Well, yeah, okay, we're splitting hairs here, but yeah. Ben, I'll tell you what. Tomorrow, <laughs> I'll get an assault rifle and I'll shoot you three times in the chest, and I'll give you a thousand pounds afterwards. All right? Yeah, but I've got. I, I want a f- three armor plates. Very good. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> Which are going to get hit perfectly, but yes. <laughs> 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 he didn't say you couldn't have armor as well. You could rock up there. Oh, and, if I didn't I have armor on, if you just shot, you'd take me in two bullets. Um, <laughs> two. If we're going for ultra realism, <laughs> obviously I've got to say Tarkov as well. Remember that. That is well, yeah. the most realistic. Yeah. This is the thing because, I mean, extraction looter, looter shooter is a whole thing, is kind of thing, yeah. isn't it? But extraction looters like Tarkov and Vigor mm. um, oh, are Vigor, yeah. the other side of this. Oh, I think they're so, great because those ones are like. They're almost like they're games that you can, you get so invested, but they have a continuation to them. Like mm. these other FPSs that we talk about, like the battle royales and the multiplayers and stuff like that. Extraction looters have like a um, a persistent feel to them, like mm. with loot and and your operatives and your guns and stuff like that. Like they have a different thing. They almost feel like they could be a forever game with the with the right thing. And I get why Tarkov yeah. is just so appealing to so many people because. It is exactly that, isn't it? Well, I think yeah. it's, in, in some respect, I also think it feels more like a single-player game. Absolutely, you know yeah. I, I mean? I've um, played a lot of DMZ single-player as well. I know yeah, Eddie goes it. in with a team of three sometimes, like just yeah. randoms, but yeah. I like doing it on my own. I just go in there and stealthily do things and get out. Yeah, that's. Yeah. but I think even you don't have to sort of think of the other people as a, as a multiplayer part, you know what I mean? They're so... Yeah. Yeah, it's just a very different way of doing it. Mm-hmm. Um Whereas most battle royales are team based, aren't they? Like, yeah, you yeah. break it down to one yeah. points, but most. I mean, I mean playing solos it. on a battle royale game is just hell on earth. I, I don't know how <laughs> anyone does it. It feels like a fucking horror game to it me. It does when feel I'm like a horror battles. game. All of a sudden, you get shot in the back after not seeing someone for fifteen minutes. You have a yeah. heart attack. Yeah, Jesus. Yeah, yeah. Mm. and so that's the thing. I think we've sort of seen it evolve into a thing where it's got something for everyone because you've got four v four, six v six team battles. You've got a team within a much larger battle and you've got a sort of almost you can do it single player yeah. version of this and we've seen that develop over time and i'm sure you could go you could break these down further if you wanted to but those are the larger groups aren't they yeah i think so, so and i suppose what i wanted to ask the two of you because you play a lot more of these than i do or ever will is do we like the direction it's heading <laughs> um i'm going to go First, because my answer is pretty easy, is yes, very much so. Um, I think there's going to be 
a lot of die-hard gamers who go, no, it's gotten silly, it's gotten stupid. But they're, because they have an emotional connection to an old game, be it GoldenEye or, I don't know, any one of the old ones, CSGO, whatever, they will say that those are the gold... But no, if you actually play one of those games and compare them with a modern-day game like Tarkov or Warzone 2... It's absolutely shockingly bad. And I like the direction that it's all gone in the sense of I like first-person shooters. Well, I enjoy them. But in the old days, I used to hate a lot about them. For example, to play a first-person shooter in the old days, you either had to have a fucking storyline or you had to have three mates to play with. And... Mm. Nowadays, you can you can have so many games at your fingertips that you could just log in for twenty minutes, have a game, and you feel rewarded. That's my problem: yeah. is I need reward out of a game. I need to go to bed and go, "You did well because you got A, B, C, and D done." It's why I play a lot of strategy games. But with first-person <laughs> yeah. shooters these days, it, it it there's loads to have. Like I love playing Tarkov. Because I get that reward feeling at the end, even though you know sometimes other players come and kill me, and that's fine. Um, but the fact that it's gone in this direction, the fact that there are now loads, because there will be people out there that hate the looter shooters, that yeah. only like the competitive ones, and there are a fucking load of those type of games as well. And let's let's go even wider and say some people don't like the realism of. Um, first-person shooters. They like the mm-hmm. silly, like, jumpy up and down and Apex and Fortnite, and they like the funny skins and the dances. And what's great about this, the fact that it's gotten so big and it's boomed, is that people who like the silly little fucking outfits jumping around and slide-cancelling have their corner of games, and the serious people have their corner of games, while in the old days <laughs> it all used to be merged in, and you'd be playing Halo, and all of a sudden someone's teabagging you. You know, so I love it. I I know I'm going to piss a lot of hardcore gamers off by saying that, but no, I like it. At the end of the day, the more choice, the better, because it means you can have your perfect game. What what I like about the new kind of the evolution of the first person shooter, I think, is uh, twofold. One is playing with mates, playing Mm. battle royales, and even with the extraction shooters and stuff like that. Playing those with friends is so... One, first-person shooters are incredibly accessible, so a lot of people can play them. And even if you're not very good, you can still be in a team and, and, and play as a team together. Yeah, and you have exactly. fun. You have fun. Like Now, if if Eddie was trying to win every match, he wouldn't be playing with me. But, <laughs> but we have fun, so that's yeah. why we do it. Like it, it is just a good... It's a good time. And I don't think I would have had um, as much time... Uh, gaming with friends over the last couple of years if it wasn't for these types of games now would i choose a first person shooter game as one of my favorite genres of games no absolutely not but it's so accessible to play with friends that are anywhere right now Uh, we're living in a golden age of gaming where you can do that and these these types of games now that we have the consoles and pcs and stuff more as power as powerful as they are to be to allow us to do this like these types of games can happen they create so many moments and memories like just the last week we have had several moments oh, eddie where we've yeah. gone oh my god what yeah. the fuck we've just done that is amazing what <laughs> yeah. we just had that little moment like you just don't get that with many other games like mm. that's so that's one aspect that i love and the other aspect i love is is the likes of the extraction looter like 
being able to do something like this which is persistent and i call it persistent like it's a it's something which carries over i it's like what eddie was saying a minute ago about feeling like you did something of value i mm. love the the reason i champion kind of call of duty over the other shooters at the moment is because what they have done in terms of their battle pass they're getting you to feel like i feel like when i have my gun that i have a, that i've put together and my loadout that i put together that i am a much better player like they have created that belief whether it's true or not yeah. they have made you believe that by by the hours you've put in the grind that you've put in to to enable you to have unlocked those things like there's a lot of people complaining about call of duty like oh they've they've locked certain guns behind the main game you can't unlock them unless you play dmz unless you do this thing in the multiplayer yeah they're allowed to do that they're allowed to do that that it's their fucking game it's they're a free game to... ben that's yeah. what's amazing as well it's a exactly. free game if you want to play the free thing you can play the free thing but there's a persistence to it like it makes you feel valued that you've done i i don't i'm glad they've moved away from the standard multiplayers is what i'm saying because i don't see so much value in playing a game of that winning or losing like i i've played a lot of call of duty multiplayer this this generation to level up my guns and stuff do i care whether we win a round no I just care whether I've got a load of kills to get points for my weapon to unlock more. <laughs> I don't care about the team. Wow. Like that's not where it should, but that's not how it should work. Yeah. Yeah. But I do care about the team when I play with my mates in yeah. Warzone or whether I play in DMZ. I, he I says love that where it's going. I'm not sure I believe him though. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do. I do love where it's going though because it's. I believe it's an evolution. I believe it's more sophisticated than it used to be, um, and, and for that reason. I, I can't wait to see where they go next. I think Warzone is a great move. Warzone 2. Okay. Um, what about you, Pete? You almost sold it to me, but no, I, I still hate the look of Warzone. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> You'd love it if you played with us. Honestly, you would. I'm, it, no, I'm sure I would. Like. This is the thing. <laughs> he doesn't want to yeah. play with us. <laughs> <laughs> if only I had friends I enjoyed playing a game with. They, <laughs> we'd probably all be on World of Warcraft, to be honest. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but... Anyway, if people wanted to reach out and tell you why you're wrong about the direction, Eddie, wow. how would they how would they get in touch with us? What you asking me? Was that directed? At <laughs> I was going to say I can see where you went. The question uh, the question was, but it doesn't matter who says it. You could email us at podcast at grumpygamers.co.uk, or you could tweet <laughs> us at grumpygamerspod. Uh, we've ha- got a YouTube channel at grumpygamerspodcast, and we stream. We are stream on Twitch 7pm Thursdays and we are called Grumpy Gamers Podcast. No spaces. Fantastic. Is that, is that, is that absolutely that, smashed That was it. brilliant. Love it. That worked really well. smashed it. <laughs> yeah. Got a new role. There we go. And for this week though, that is GG. Right, let's play some DMZ. GG. 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 <laughs> <laughs>